Haley, welcome back to today's podcast episode. I have been in heavy devotion about today's topic, and I really think that this is going to help. Actually, I know it's going to help a lot of people because there's so much going on in the world. And this episode is going to be that thing that really stays at top of mind when you are working through your most hardest times. I um, have seen with a lot of my private clients that when you start earning more, you now begin to have this switch that happens to where you realize that making more money was not the problem that you really had. The problem you had before you made the money was maintaining your emotions in order to get to wherever you're trying to go. What do I mean by that? Let's say you are wanting to double your income and you're so focused on doubling your income and it's to a point where it's a need and you are feeling completely blocked in a corner and you're trying to figure out how you're going to make things happen. And it is not until you get to a place of regulating your emotions, which normally happens as a place of surrender. When you get to that place where you're like, okay, I just give up, whatever is going to happen is going to happen. Then you start to notice that things start flowing and things start happening. The problem is that when things start happening and all the abundance comes in, a lot of times people go back into that emotional state. And instead of it being, what am I going to do when I don't have anything like I need more, it becomes, what am I going to do if I can't keep this up? What's going to happen if I lose it all? And then you send yourself back into a state of fear, which sends you back into the state of zero. And so today I wanted to talk to you about what to do when you're at your zero, because this is something that I have had to encounter many, many times in my life. And it requires a constant state of emotional regulation. It requires a constant state of using your time to surrender. And in the moment, we don't want to hear that. I remember many instances in my life where I've had to figure things out. And I'm going to use finances as kind of like a piece of it but again where you think it's about making more money is really about surrendering and being open to receiving more money some of you are so constricted to the way you feel that you should receive money that you close off all opportunities of abundance and one way that that looks is I'm going to kind of go into my story about it but it's it's literally like, for example, if you have a bill that's due, you're like, well, I got to make this money. I got to make this money. I got to make this money. But what opportunity could there be if you contact the company or if you you know, reach out and say what's going on and then they end up crediting your bill? You just receive the money, but you receive it in a different format. And a lot of people cut themselves off because they don't even bother to call and see what they can do, right? They don't even see if they can buy themselves time. 
they just immediately go into this place of woe is me okay and so um there's been many instances in my life where I've been at zero and I would say the first instance uh that I can really remember because my childhood like I I kind of had a traumatic childhood and I blocked out a lot of things in my childhood but I know that when it came to uh, my teenage years, I was always adamant on providing my own income. And I knew that when it came to my mom and when it came to, um, she was married at the time and it was just like, every time I would ask for something, I would never be able to get it. At that time I had um, developed this safety in sleeping in the closet, okay? Um, In my room, I didn't feel comfortable sleeping in my bed. So I would take the comforter off my bed and I would put it on the floor. Like I would fold it like a little um, sleeping bag, put my pillow in there and I would just create this enclosed space inside of the closet. And I felt so safe because above me, I had the clothes and then, you know, of course, you know, you're on the floor, you got your blanket, you got your pillow and I loved reading. So I will always have like um, the way that the closet was is like I could kind of crack it and I would have the light shining in directly on the book. And so that became my place of peace. And one reason I didn't feel comfortable sleeping in a bed was because in my younger years, Um, there was abuse and I really did not have anyone in my family that could help me work through that and so I just know now looking back on the person that I you know when you look at your inner child inner teen the person I became was someone who could take a lot of pain so for me a lot of people say we have a poker face and you you know, you look like nothing bothers you. And it's because I've been through a lot of things that most people have never been through. And so for me, I had spent many years with the mindset of nice to meet you. I'm waiting on you to do something. So let's go ahead and get it out the way. I'm waiting on you to do something against me. So let's go ahead and get it out the way. And of course, you know, growing up, having my own children, I worked on being a better person for myself and really learning that I can't abandon myself anymore, right? You can't abandon yourself when things seem to constantly happen to you. Like eventually my higher self had to kick in and start protecting myself and speaking up for myself because as a child and as a teenager, I didn't have that, okay? Now, once I got into the stage of working, like I been working since I was 14 and I even left home before I graduated to go and work in the clubs and so for me I always was like I'm gonna make money like I don't I'm if you put me at zero or if I'm at zero like I'm gonna make some money and that evolved over time to the point where I could be on my last five thousand dollars and a friend could be like oh I need this money And I'll be like, okay, well, cool. Here you go. I know how to make the money back. Like I would put myself at zero because I knew how to make the money back. Like the zero wasn't going to stress me out. 
nobody else is going to put me at zero. I'm going to get out of it. Right. And so I remember when I became a single mom and that particular relationship was just not aligned. And I remember like, okay, I got to get up out of here. This is not where I need to be. Um, I see a better life for my daughter and I need to make a move and do what I need to do. And so, you know how we as women go through our plan. We like, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. We're going to figure it out. And for me, I really went through so many emotions because that was the first time that I had ever allowed myself to be in a position where a man had power over me. That was the first time that I ever allowed myself to be in a position where there's nothing else that I could do except really just realizing like, dang, you're at a zero. You've never been here before. You got to figure out a plan. What are you going to do? At that time, I didn't even know who to talk to. Like I didn't have friends that went through the same thing. And I was like, I don't know what to do. And so at that moment, that was the first time where I was like, okay, you got to figure something out. Like you really got to sit here and you're going to have to be the person that you wish you could find. Okay. So I literally dived into where do I see myself a year from now? And I want you to listen to this because this is what I tell all of my clients. I say, where do you see yourself a year from now? Or what is your goal that you're trying to reach? Because you're not going to reach it by being in victim mode of today. You're going to have to figure out where you're going and you're going to have to figure out how would that person move at that level. And if you've never seen that level before, then you're going to have to be open to all of the levels of opportunity that come to you. That means you're not going to know all the plans. Okay. So going back into this situation, I had to keep my ears open. I had to surrender. I said, you know what? I don't know what's going on, but I'm just going to start asking the right questions and I'm just going to start surrendering to the process. So a week went by and I'm just doing, I said, you know what? Let me just stay on my routine. All right. Let me not piss anybody off. Right. Let me make sure my daughter good. Let me just start preparing for my exit. Okay. So that looks like in my closet, I knew that I couldn't pack bags because that was too visible. So I'm like, okay, let me just make sure that I, you know, go ahead and I take a couple of clothes. All right. Clothes I ain't wearing. Let me go ahead and, you know, whatever season we're not going into, let me take those clothes and pack them up. That way, if they ask, oh, what happened to, you know, your, your, I think it was, it was like going into springtime. So if they're like, oh, you know, why are you putting away your, your, you know, some of your winter stuff? It's like, oh, well, you know, I'm just, I want to start getting into shifting the seasons, right? I want my closet to be condensed. I don't want all my clothes in here. I want to just kind of, you know what I mean? So I had to kind of condense it that way. Start looking at my daughter's stuff and I'm like, okay, what can be donated? What can stay here? You know, so I started really just like putting stuff together, right? Okay, am I going to take this? Am I going to take that? And I already prepared myself. You're not taking everything with you. Okay, there's you ain't taking all this with you. You got to get in and get out. Okay, because you know where you need to be. And a lot of this stuff don't even fit with the next level you're trying to go to. So you need to just go ahead and figure out what you're going to take so that when you do leave, it's a simple get in and get out. Okay, so I kept going for that week 
And I had a friend that I worked with and she was like, yeah, you know, um, I think I'm just going to move out of my my townhouse early because we're moving next month and I want to just go ahead and just get out of there so I can get my moving together. And I was like, oh, okay, do you need some help moving? And she was like, you know, we have the movers coming, but, you know, you're really good at organizing. So why don't you help me like organize my son's room and then, you know, we'll just do that. So I was like, cool, I'll do that. So I took off and literally the day before we went, I said, do you have anybody that's already moved in? Like, is your landlord... Do they already like did did you already tell them the date? Do they already know somebody moving in? And she was like, Well, I don't think so because I moved my date earlier. So I said, Is your landlord gonna be there the day you move out? She said, Yes, yeah, she is, because I have to sign my paperwork. And I said, Okay. So I said, What time is your landlord gonna be there? Because I want to I wanna talk to her. Like I didn't tell my friend what I was trying to do. I just said, Hey, I want to talk to your landlord. I didn't even go any deeper than that. I didn't try to make up, you know, oh, you know, I want to talk to her about how it is to be a landlord. I didn't make any stories up. I just said, is, you know, what time is she going to be there? Because I kind of want to talk to her. So she told me. So then I was like, okay, cool. Well, I'll be there tomorrow. So I'll stay after the movers because I know she's going to do your move out. And I just talked to her. I went the day that I was there. I just left myself open to opportunities, okay? I was like, I don't know what's gonna happen, but I'm just gonna talk to her. The minute the movers left, all of these thoughts came to mind where I'm like, okay, she lived 15 minutes away from where I live. We work at the same place. Maybe I could see if I could take over her lease. Let me just talk to the landlord and see. So I talked to the landlord when she got there and I said, I know that she's moving out and I know you don't know me, but I would like to take over the lease. And I was like, it, I'm, I'm here. Like it don't have to worry about cleaning. You don't have to worry about none of that. I will just, I will handle all of that. And I would like to sign a lease. Like I would like to take over her lease. That way you don't have to worry about promoting for this listing <clears throat> you don't have to worry about, you know, trying to tour people or whatever. Like, I would like to move in. And I don't know how much she's paying a month, but I just really would like, I really need a place for me and my daughter. The lady looked at me and she was like, okay. And I said, okay. And literally... I looked at the lease and at the time, like my job had it where they would pay for wherever I was living. Um, so all I had to do was just simply send in paperwork and I just took the lease. She made a copy of it. She was like, I'll give it to you for her same rate since you're, you know, since I don't have to do a cleaning or anything like that, but I do need to get in here and you know, double check on the appliances to make sure they're they're good to go, but you can keep the same rate and you can just um, sign 
for the rest of her lease, which her, the rest of her lease was another like three months. So I just went ahead and extended it until I left because I was like, I'm going to be here. So I signed it that day and I was like, okay, do I need to do a move in? Because I don't, you know, I don't, I don't have any money on me now. So I didn't say I don't have no money on bank. I said I don't have no money on me now. She said, well, since we're in the middle of the month, don't worry about it. Um, you know, you're transferring with her. So I'm not going to take a deposit from you. I'm just going to go ahead and you just pay the rent on the first. And I was like, okay, gave me two weeks. When I tell you, I literally went and I used those two weeks to babysit, to get that money up, to figure out what I needed to sell. I put some stuff on Facebook Marketplace and I simply took a day where I coordinated with another friend. I said, hey, I need you to help me move. We coordinated that day off. We booked us a U-Haul truck. When when my daughter's dad left for work, we got that truck like an hour later because I wanted to make sure he was at work. So I texted him like, hey, you good? He was like, yeah, I'm good. Just got to work. Cool. Let's go ahead and get this truck, pack up the stuff that I already started organizing and left that house. He did not know where I was living. And when he came home that night, he was pissed and he was ringing my phone and I sure did not answer. He texted me upset and was like, where's my daughter? I was like, we in the area. I'm going to take her to daycare tomorrow. And if you would like to pick her up tomorrow, you can. And we can coordinate a time to pick up. I didn't have no conversation because at that point, my higher self had to be like, you got to take care of yourself. You already know that you're not where you need to be. You need to go ahead and handle that. Okay. I didn't have the opportunity to put myself in a victim state because I had my daughter and I had this glimpse of if you can't go another five minutes with this, how are you going to go another five years, another 50 years with this? Like, come on now. This is not how you're supposed to be living. You already know when you go to bed at night, how many more nights are you going to go to bed and you're not happy? Right? So I say all this to say that a lot of you are looking for this full drawn out plan and this full drawn out thing of how your life is supposed to be. And because you're doing that, you're not allowing the opportunity for things to come in and bless you and to make your life greater. And even if someone comes along, like me, for example, someone comes along and says, hey, y'all, I totally understand. You may push that person off because that person doesn't carry their traumas because that person has scars and they choose not to wear them as a badge of honor. And so in that when you're at your zeros, you're looking for somebody to prove to you that they can help you because you've been at your zeros for so long that it's become your identity. It's become your identity to be in trauma and be in pain and be in a place of, oh, things never work out for me. Well, I need to see all the whole plan in order for, you to, in order for me to move forward. But I want you to know that the world as it is today, there's so much talk about the world going to zero. There's so much talk about, oh, the end of the world or about the bank's changing hands and what y'all going to do. Y'all ain't going to have no money. Make sure you stock up. Make sure you do this. But my thing is this. When you look at every time you've been at zero and you've looked at every time God has come through, 
then you understand that your zero is your level playing field. You understand that your zero is where you kick in and realize, okay, we're going to make something shape. We're going to leave ourselves open to opportunities. There are people who are always going to be at zero. Even if they catch a lick and they get up to 10K, they're still going to put themselves back at zero because they have not emotionally regulated themselves to be able to say whether I'm at my highest or my lowest, I already know that tomorrow is going to be a better day. I already know that life goes in ebb and flows. It's Newton laws. What comes up must come down. So it's like, I already know, even if I do have to put myself at zero, I know that I'm going to bounce back. And because so many people are so afraid of being at zero, they find themselves at zero. They find themselves having to keep facing that fear because they have not yet mastered it. Now, nobody wants to be at zero, but Lord forbid something happens and we truly go into a walking dead type of apocalypse. The people who currently have mastered their emotional regulation will always find themselves in abundance, prosperity and power. Why? Because they have learned the skills necessary to take their life to the next level. The skills of who is where I want to be? How can I reach out to them? How can I speak to them? How can I make a new friend today? How can I sell myself? What are some things that I could possibly do? So critical thinking skills, they're going to figure it out, right? Lord forbid I had to be completely at zero today and I had to figure out a way to make something shake. Like I had to figure out a way to get $10,000 by tomorrow type of situation. I'm going to do what I need to do. Think about it. Those shows, um, I forgot the name of it, but those shows where they have billionaires that go back down to zero, they give them like $200 and tell them to figure it out. They have to figure out how to flip the money. They have to figure out how to start a business that's going to generate more income. They're going in hustle mode. They're trying to figure it out. But if you are constantly living your life in hustle mode, you are not putting yourself in a critical thinking space to be able to say, okay, why would I spend my time going to do the things that I did in survival mode, those things clearly didn't work. Those things clearly kept me in survival mode for X amount of time. So I need to put myself in a position where I can condense time and do what I need to do. What does that look like? Okay, let me see. I got this money due by tomorrow or I need to find me a new place to live. How much is it? Cool, I don't have the money. How can I get the money? What are some ways that I can figure this out? Right. And so many people are so afraid to create cash flow in their life that they then start to create blockages in other areas of their life. Some of you are in relationships that you know that you need to get out of. And the only reason you're not getting out of that relationship is because of money. And you feel like you're not going to have money. But think about it. You're broken in terms of the blockages that you've created in your confidence. So you're in a situation where your confidence is low. Imagine how much energy you now have when you've made the decision that you ain't got to get up or you you don't know where you're going, but you can't be up in here. Right. And so when you make that decision, you now your higher self kicks in to say, OK, we're going to figure something out. We're not going to sit here and be like, oh, well, things never work. No, we're going to figure something out. We need to move to this apartment. How much does this apartment cost? Two thousand dollars. OK, we need two thousand dollars. What's the move in security deposit? OK, we need to figure this out. Oh, you need this type of paperwork? Cool, we need to figure this out. And you may start moving along as you're figuring it out. And someone kicks in and say, hey, I see what you're doing, but have you considered this? And it may end up being way more affordable and can get you in sooner. 
But because you're not moving and because you're sitting in that state of a lower frequency, you can't see these opportunities all around you. And so you're closing yourself off to that. Again, what you think may be a money situation is really not that. It's really your emotional regulation, right? The same people that say that money is the thing that's holding them back are only saying that because they've made money mean more to them than they mean to themselves. No amount of money is going to keep me in a position that I know that I have more power over, okay? When it came to leaving that marriage, I knew that no amount of money could keep me sitting in a marriage where I was feeling the same abuse that I had as a child. No amount of money is worth more than me and my abundance and now the abundance for my child, right? And so when you get into that position where you say, I got to protect myself and I got to move forward and I have to be my higher self, you're going to think differently. You're going to get out of that victim mode. You're going to know that you being at your zeros simply means that you have more space and opportunity to think about ways to get up. Because if you was a person that was making all the money, you wouldn't have to come up with this creativity like that. Some of you are introducing yourself with your pain, and I need you to cut that out. I've had so many people in my DMs that are like, hey, leaving me paragraph on paragraph with their entire situation and saying, what do you think? Can you help me out? And the thing is this, I think that a person who is truly empowered to make things happen for themselves would find every way they can to get inside of the community of the person that they're reaching out to. And if that means that you have to do two facials to be able to afford that thing, or if that means you need to take more clients at work and use your tip money to invest into that, then that's what you have to do. And I do not feel bad saying that because when it came to me opening my business, I opened my business off of $600 in tips that I saved over 10 months of being in school. Tips in school ain't like that. It was $5 here, $10 here, $3 here, $2 here. So for me, I understand how some people could be like, oh, well, you have to, you know, you have to help everybody. Sometimes the best way you can help somebody is to empower them to think higher and empower them to make something shake. This podcast in itself is that opportunity for people to listen in and be able to truly understand my thought process and truly understand how I've worked through the things that I've worked through. And some people won't even take a listen because in their mind, they feel that I should respond to them the way that I should or the way they want me to respond to them. And that is a place of entitlement. And so I want you to understand that with love, I'm telling you that if you see yourself Getting out of whatever zero or minimum that you are in, it's going to require you to kick in with your higher self and figure out how to make it happen. Lord forbid the world goes down to zero today. I truly hope that you are banded together with people that know how to make something shake because I can guarantee you I'm going to be finding the wealthy and affluent. I can see them a mile away. I'm going to make sure I connect with them because I'm not connecting with their materialism. I'm not impressed by the money that they had. I'm not impressed by the big houses that they have. I'm impressed by their mindset. I'm impressed by their resiliency. I'm impressed by 
the trauma that they don't carry, which allows them to have a clear mind to figure it out. I want you to keep this in mind because if crap hits the fan, I'm telling you, it, I, wherever the nearest big house is, that's where I'm going to be at because I'm going to go in and I'm going to leverage. I'm not going in to be a victim. Oh my God, please take me and I have two children, please. No. Hey, listen, this is the plan. This is what we finna do. Maybe I need to go in there and be like, listen, um, what skills do you need? Do you need somebody that can help sell for you? Do you need somebody that can help build a network? Do you need somebody that knows how to shoot a gun? What do you need? I have skills and I would like to come and offer my skills to you. I will work for you. We can barter or whatever. If I got to barter to have a place to live for my children, that's what I got to do. But see, that's that's the mentality. Not please give to me because I'm suffering. No, here's the things that I have that are assets. And you have things that are assets, which in that situation would be a house or whatever the case may be. How can we find common ground so that it is a reciprocal exchange? Really start thinking like that. What do you have that in the moment of zero can be reciprocated? Because in that moment when I was back becoming a single mom and I had to figure things out for me and my daughter, I didn't go in there saying, please give me free rent, please. No, I went in there saying, hey, I know this person is moving out. I need a place to stay. I can clean this place up. You don't have to worry about cleaners coming in here. I will pay her rent, whatever the cost is. I will make something shake. I'm simply looking for a place to stay. And the lady saw that I was willing to do what needed to be done. She saw that I was not coming from a place of victimhood. She saw that I was coming in to be of assistance any way I could because it is an honor for her to even consider me to let me even stay there. So how can you put your place, how can you put yourself in a place of abundance as an asset to put yourself in the spaces that you need to be in so that you can really refine your skills and become your most best self so that if things hit the fan or if you ever get put down to your minimums or if you ever get put down to zero, it is not a fear, but it is something that you are going to be able to emotionally regulate yourself to face. I pray that that's the mindset you take into this next season as this new world evolves. Please don't let fear mongering keep you in a state of not being able to move forward. Live your life to the fullest. Go get that $20 coffee at Four Seasons. Go get that fancy meal. Treat yourself to our programs if you want to come in because we're focused on building resiliency. We're focused on becoming our best selves so that as we move into whatever this next season is, whatever's going on, however the world want to move, we already know that, listen, (laughs) we've been in survival mode before. But this time we can take the skills from survival mode and we can use them in abundance. I want to see that for you. If this message touched you, make sure you come over to Instagram at I am Nina Hayes. Send me a DM. I want to know that, you know, this gave you some insight or something. And I also recommend you go back and listen to the guide to eradicate lack. Where we're going in the world today is going to require you to completely be in a place of power. All right. So listen, I can't wait to see y'all. We got our program for Becoming Elite starting. Can't wait to see y'all in live class uh, for Blueprint or Becoming Elite. And listen, I'm going to see you at the top.